what's up? Welcome to Documenting History. I'm your host, Rima Patil. It's September 12th, 2021, and we're less than one month into the back-to-school season, and I don't know if it's just me, but so many things have happened already. Things that honestly remind me how trivial the math quiz or like the English homework that I had due last week were. For example, yesterday marked the 20 20 year anniversary of 9-11, which if you don't know what that is, the September 11th attacks were a series of four coordinated terrorist attacks by the Islamic terrorist group Al-Qaeda against the United States, the deadliest act of terrorism in history. Around 15 minutes apart, two of the hijacked planes crashed one after the other into the north and south towers of the World Trade Center. Half an hour later, the third airplane crashed into the western side of the Pentagon. And almost 20 minutes later, the final airplane crashed into an empty field in Pennsylvania after the passengers attempted to regain control over the terrorists. Now, I was talking to my dad the other day about what he remembers about this day, and I could really see almost like, you know, this veil of seriousness fall over his face as he told me about what he, you know, him and his friends had experienced on that day. Um, And as he told me about how he woke up that morning and he watched the events turn from from seemingly accidental to acts of terrorism to then this realization that this was war. Those attacks cost incalculable heartbreak, anger, and fear. And the 20th anniversary of such attacks of September 11th, 2020, um, are a good way to really, a good time, excuse me, to reflect on the world we've built since then. A bit of a segue into a different field of news, I guess, a piece of such world that I have to say I'm honestly disgusted by and at and the main and what I want the main topic of our conversation here to be today is about the passing of Texas law SB 8 banning abortions of after fetal cardiac activity activity can be detected so that's typically around six weeks into a pregnancy um honestly well before most women even know they're pregnant Um, And as you can imagine, as you can only imagine, such law has ignited this widespread controversy and debate across the country. I have, you know, family, friends, and their kids who have extremely opposing beliefs from my family and I in regards to topics like abortions. And over the years, as one does, I guess, as they grow up, I've really learned what I value and believe and how that then fits into the bigger scheme of world topics. And I've st- I've had um, started to voice my opinions in conversations and debates my family and I would have with said friends at, say, dinner parties. Conversations, as I'm sure you can imagine, would get extremely heated. But up until now, it was all hypothetical. But here we're presented with a reality where there is, if you may, this bounty hunter, bounty 
system scenario where ordinary people are being deputized to sue those involved in the carrying out of an abortion and further than giving them this financial incentive to do so. Laws of this nature where private individuals have now have the right to file a case to sue with or without law enforcement is a major part of medical malpractice cases. However, by completely removing enforcement from this jurisdiction, like the, like what is happening in this Texas law, it's completely, we, we've entered completely new territory. And it seems like anyone can sue anyone as Mary Ziegler, FSU College of Law professor states. This law would even per, would permit even people from outside of Texas, in fact, to file a court complaint and has the power to involve everyone, with the exception of the women receiving the abortion in the said suit. Literally, the umbrella can fall over even the Uber drivers who may have taken said woman to a clinic. And even if the lawsuit doesn't hold up in court, the person who made the claim has absolutely no legal requirement to pay for any of the defendant's legal fees. So really what's happening is this, frankly, terrifying lose-lose situation for women which is being cultivated, where there is absolutely no regard for a woman's ability to exercise her constitutional rights. Personally, having watched the Supreme Court now deny the suit filed by the Department of Justice and decline to block the legislation from taking effect scares me. To see how the supposedly highest system of justice in our country can, in my opinion, you know, abuse their power or use it to the detriment of thousands of millions of other, of others, of women like me, um, shakes up the faith that I have in our country's democratic system. So that's where I am right now. With the 20th anniversary of the attacks of 9-11, giving me an opportunity to really reflect on the current state of our world and our country. I don't know how happy I am with what I see. Texas law SB8, I feel, has placed this shadow of uncertainty and fear and even doubt over women across the country, myself included, because we've seen now the reality of what can happen in terms of our rights and access to abortions and healthcare of that sort. And this is a reality I feel we always saw coming, but never believed could actually take hold. Um, And so I'll leave you with that for this first episode of Documenting History. I'm Rama Patil, and I hope you've enjoyed listening to me today. Talk to you later.